Another Veterans Day has passed. American military veterans are as diverse a group as you'll find anywhere, and they don't all need the same level of service from VA or other parts of government. No surprise there. What might surprise you is the level of care needed by some of the youngest veterans. Joining me with more, Jeff Neal, former Homeland Security Chief Human Capital Officer. And Jeff, what's your what's your thesis here? Well, my my belief is that there is a problem with unemployment of young people in general in this country and with unemployment of young veterans in particular. You know, if you look at, at all the news about the economy and how things are doing, people tell you unemployment rates a little over 3%, and so it's it's basically full employment. If you look at veterans aged 18 to 24, the unemployment rate is almost 8%. If you only look at the male veterans, it's about 8.5%. So what we've got is a a population that are going into the to military service, spending three or four years, coming out and struggling to find a job. And I think what we ought to be doing is, is as I've said many times before, we need to be reforming veteran preference and turning it into something that, that works better than it does right now and doesn't mess up the hiring process. But we also need to make certain that in doing that, we pay attention to the veterans who really need help. You know, there are a lot of veterans that get out of service with 20 years of service and two or three master's degrees and great experience, and they don't really need a whole lot of help in finding a job, particularly in finding a government job. But a lot of these young veterans who don't have a college degree and have um, have only a few years of military experience beyond high school really struggle. And I think there are things we could do to make it much easier for those folks to find jobs and to to reform veteran preference in a way that really puts the the emphasis on the people who really need the help. I think you're right. I mean, if you look at someone who was a gunnery sergeant, say, they really may not have that many opportunities in the private sector. I was talking to some people in their mid to early 20s just the other night. Both of them work in the D.C. area. Both have engineering degrees. One is working in logistics, artificial intelligence for a retailer. You know, another one is doing social media analysis for an advertising firm. These are really highly skilled, specifically knowledged people. And so I think it's not so much a function maybe of military, but what equipment they come out of the military with. It is. You know, there are a lot of people who come out of the military with fantastic skills. And they're, they're incredibly marketable folks. But when you look at these young veterans, you know, if you're looking at a at a 22 year old former infantry soldier, you know he's going to have been taught responsibility and discipline and how to show up when he's supposed to and some critical thinking skills. So that infantry soldier is going to come out with with skills that are very useful in the workplace, but don't give you any particular marketable skill that people would would latch on to. And my belief is that what we could do is we could take a lot of jobs in government that really don't require a college degree. I mean, we we tend to want to hire people with college degrees in them, like HR jobs or or um, almost any of the administrative jobs. They don't actually require a college degree. There's nothing in the qualification requirements that says that. And those jobs are generally GS5s. I believe we could create a sub-entry-level position, say a GS-3 or 4, and hire young veterans at a GS-3 or 4 
give them the training they need, uh, perhaps send them to school part-time, and turn them into HR specialists or budget specialists or, or management analysts. And we could, could provide a real career path for those young veterans. And I think if we did that, we would be putting our emphasis on the people who need the help the most. We would be taking veterans who have the highest unemployment rate of any group of veterans and providing them with a leg up. And to me, that seems like a very fair thing to do and a way to, to, to put the help where the help is needed. You know, an 8% unemployment rate is not good. Uh, believe it or not, seven or eight years ago when the economy was was really doing badly, that same group had an unemployment rate up in the 20% range. And so this is, a, young people are historically, um, have historically have higher unemployment rates, uh, particularly young people without college degrees. And since we already have uh, a process of providing veteran preference, I mean, I think we're used to the idea that we want to try to do things for veterans. I think this is a way to find a group of veterans that actually really need help and give them that help that they need and help the government fill some of these positions with people who clearly have learned discipline and responsibility sure. and can be great employees. We're speaking with Jeff Neal, former Homeland Security Chief Human Capital Officer, now a senior vice president at ICF. And I think a lot of the what used to be low-level federal jobs have gone away to contractors, things that don't necessarily lead to promotions like maintenance and that kind of thing. So you're talking about jobs that where you may go in at the beginner level, but there's a huge ceiling way high above those type of jobs. Absolutely. Such as your own. Absolutely. You could come in as an HR specialist and end up a chief human capital officer at some point. I came in with a, a degree in political science. I don't think political science really taught me a lot about how to be a good HR person. You know, it taught me critical thinking, taught me a, a bunch of things, but it didn't teach me the technical skills I needed to be a good HR person. I think we could take people without degrees and put them in those jobs. And I would encourage them with tuition assistance to, to, to go to school while they're working. But I think we could do that. And I'm not saying fill every one of these jobs that way. But, you know, if you can take a 22-year-old young man or woman just out of the military, put them in a job that initially is a, as I said, it's a sub entry level job. You know, you're not talking about huge dollars here, but over a period of six or seven years, they could get to the point where they're making $80,000, $90,000 a year. That's a great opportunity. And I think if, I just think if we did that, it would help people who need help and it would do it in a way that I think most people wouldn't disagree with. I think contracting officer is another area where that could be the case. In theory, yes. In practice, probably not, because there are laws that drive qualification requirements for contracting officers. If you recall, the, the Department of Defense was the first with that, and it required, I think it was 24 semester hours of business classes. And and the, the contracting jobs, because of the the very business-like nature of them, they, the, the law moved in the direction of requiring specific college courses for those folks. So you could, though, with a contracting specialist, you could do, again, a sub-entry-level position where those requirements don't apply. 
and then send the person to school part-time, and then they could go into an entry-level GS5 contracting job. I guess Bill Gates must have gotten his 24 hours of business class somewhere along the line after dropping out of Harvard. I don't know if he got them or if the billions of dollars kind of made people not pay attention to that anymore. thought I'd throw that in because there's a tendency of a lot of professions to occupations, I should say, to start protecting themselves for reasons other than qualification. I mean, look at interior decorators want to become licensed, you know, so you need a license to a chair goes here and blue wallpaper goes there, you know, just to raise barriers to entry. So, but that aside, yeah, there's a lot of things that people can learn on the job with some maybe external training. Yeah, people do frequently, once they're in a club, want to make the club more exclusive just to make themselves feel better. Well, I think you're right. All right. Jeff Neal is the former Homeland Security Chief Human Capital Officer, now Senior Vice President at ICF. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. We'll post this interview along with a link to his latest column at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive on iTunes or Podcast One.